Right, good afternoon. Hi. So we are now on episode 77. 77. And the sun's shining. <laughs> There's actually no fire on in this place, which is and the I'm first time. I'm wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's the first time we've not had the fire on since... Probably since we started this. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I don't think we've not had the fire on since October. And, and we're now in February. And I've been wearing like eight layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I normally so. do. So before we bore you all to death, uh, we're quite warm. So there we go. Um, What are we talking about today? Um, It's Top 10 Tuesday. So um, top 10 evergreen marketing um, ideas, techniques, tactics, whatever you want to call it. Um, Because we were talking yesterday about funnels and we've talked about email um, and... For anyone kind of listening that's that's new to business or, or starting again or starting a new project, I thought it was important to cover off, not the basics, like these aren't necessarily basic, but the, right. the things that you can, because there's so many things to do, right, yeah. in terms of marketing. So the things that you can do that will always pay you back. Yeah, those, okay. those kind of time tested, they always work. Yeah. They should all always be in your business, the kind of pillars and then, and really you should spend kind of like 80% of your time on these. And, and if you're new, hundred percent of your time on yeah. these, and then like 20% on the, on the new ideas that come about or the, the extras or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Cause that's the biggest problem a lot of the time, especially if you're in the content creating phase. It's yeah. like I saw on one of the business groups, uh, this morning, um, someone put, they were brand new to Instagram. Right. And they decided that they were taking on Instagram for their for their business because they thought, great, okay, I've got this channel that I can use. Yeah. And and the first thing they did was put a post up in this group going, I have no idea how to use it <laughs> and I don't know what to do. And I think if you've got already in mind some core kind of content pieces or ways to approach stuff, yeah. it takes the feeling out of reinventing the wheel. Absolutely. Which well, is yeah. awful about content creation. Well, awful about marketing in general. I mean, you imagine you're starting from scratch today and not with like a, an MLM or something like that where you've got a lot of guidance or a yeah, franchise. Yeah, a franchise or anything. Um, yeah. You know, just, just you on your own. Or as I say, a new project in a, in a new kind of industry. Uh, it is really overwhelming. Like, where do I start? Which which is the best route? So I... Well, there's a lot of gurus out there, right? There's a lot of people saying, oh, I do it exactly my way yeah. and you'll make thousands of pounds. Yeah. And as we've said in previous episodes, it's like, oh, no, TikTok is the place to be. Yeah, Instagram's exactly. the place to be. Facebook's the yeah. place to be. Just... And even if you're if you're not new, if you're, you've got an existing business and we go through these li- this list and you've, you know, you're not using one of these, you really should be. Because yeah. these are the, the... Not the fundamentals as in, I say, they're not basic... Mm-hmm. techniques but they're but they will keep repaying you they're worth always having running in the background yeah they take the they they take the stress out of content production yes yeah yeah Would that be a fair way to put it yeah i guess so and just and they improve everything else when you okay. put these extra layers on they they strengthen that mm-hmm. you know you're not building a house on sand you know you're building it on a kind of solid you're, you're, foundation you're building this up <laughs> <laughs> anyone listening or watching this is going to be like wow this sounds like it's going to be amazing so it is. good <laughs> okay so um again no not in any particular order because all of these 10 are important um you never do them in order i do do them sometimes in order but not these i think we should have a little thing where people message in <laughs> so if they can actually remember the last time you did one in order. <laughs> so uh download downloads sorry um on your website or landing page as we talked yesterday if you have a, a have a funnel but some kind of usable resource for your audience um 
it could be because you want to build your email list from it, but it could just be because it's a really useful piece of content that that person's going to keep and it's got your name and details all over it. So they're going to come back to you. Um, it could be that it's something really searchable online. So people are going to end up finding your website through this document. Right. So um, it could be, for example, finance industry, right? Um, or insurance, and those kind of things. Um, they often have on their websites um, or landing pages or whatever, uh, like some kind of calculator. So yeah. you can calculate like your mortgage rate or you can, you know, work out some kind of saving rate or something. So that's a really useful tool for people to be able to go in and use that tool. Yeah, or downloadable guides. Yes, and all exactly. That kind of stuff. So checklist guides, you know, the ultimate guides, um, as I say, some kind of usable tool, all of those calendars, content calendars, yeah. all of these things that are useful resources to people. Build something relevant to your industry yeah. for that. Because we used to have... Um, uh, wedding show guides for people, didn't we? Yeah. For for our wedding customers, that at, at this time of for, year, this is for smiley booth, photo booth hire. Yes, our business. Uh, this time of year, ordinarily, would be wedding fair season, not in the January of twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is normally the <laughs> craziest time of year for smiley booth, photo booth hire, yeah, isn't it? It's for, normally one of the busiest times. Absolutely, for event suppliers and um. And the UK's in lockdown. Yeah, um, and so we we had a, a guide for how to make the most out of that that experience for people you know what questions should be asking etc yeah we, we had yeah 10 questions to ask your next supplier yeah. and for your event and um and we also had another one which was how to choose the perfect photo booth hire um so and the reason why guides are i would say some of the most powerful downloadable things that you can have on your website and so on is because they're a reference point. Well, they do several different things. The first thing they do is they position you as an expert, which is clearly what you want in your yeah. industry. If someone's coming to you and you cut hair, because <laughs> like, you always use hairdressing, but you want, um, you want them to think of you as the go-to, the yeah. expert, the, the benchmark that's, that's being measured against everybody else. So when you create a guide, you're the reference point that they come back to and go, and we've actually had that with yeah, Smiley yeah. Booth, Photo Booth Hire. We've actually had um, inquiries come to us. They've downloaded the guide. We've had no conversation with them at all. They've just gone to the website. They've put yeah. their details in and they've, they've gone, and then they've gone around the houses and they've literally been assessing our competitors based yeah. on the guide that we produce. Yeah. And then come back and go, oh, well, they couldn't do this, couldn't do this, but you can. And the yeah. trick with guides is um, like, when you say make sure they have uh, when you're looking for a photo booth hire make sure they do this just make sure it's the thing that you do <laughs> yeah and if you have any if you have any a differentiating product or service or spin on the way you do it include it in your guide because yeah. no doubt when they go around the competitors and go well do you do this they go no we don't do that it's well it like, also it empowers them, right? the customer because you know a lot of the reason a customer will come to you and the first thing they say is what's the price it's because they don't know anything else to answer and they don't yeah, they have no other ask. yeah they have no other questions exactly to ask, yeah. and they don't want to look stupid so and they want to kind of engage with you and find out more about it so it's, it becomes the obvious question um so you give them some kind of guide and all of a sudden they feel more knowledgeable and yeah. feel that they they are empowered to make a better decision with whatever it is that they're purchasing it also acts as something that, that you they can share yeah. So, you know, they you know, take weddings again, for example, brides often know other brides, get, mm -hmm. you know, people getting married at the same time. So they'll be like, oh, I found this really useful. Would you like it? You know, and they'll share it. So Yeah, educating your customers around your product or service before you enter into a sales conversation is incredibly powerful because you end up in a situation where 
they truly understand the value that you bring. Um, do you remember there was that um, years ago now, we were part of a mastermind group and one of the individuals on the mastermind group was a software guy. He was like a web developer guy. Mm -hmm. And he had a very cool way of doing business for mm -hmm. customers like he, he he was like he was conversion rate optimized guy mm -hmm. he obsessed mm -hmm. about all of these things and one of his biggest challenges nobody understood what he was doing yeah, yeah and one of the conversations that we had with him at the time is you need to educate your customer before they become a customer yeah so they know what they're looking for and then because what he had was really unique and really interesting yeah. but people didn't understand the right questions to ask yeah. to really understand the value that he brings well, it comes back to communication again doesn't it yeah you know, she always be finding those ways to communicate properly with the people that you you want to be communicating yeah with. and it doesn't and it doesn't need to be a complicated service right you might be thinking well i'm not a conversion rate optimized website guy mm -hmm. that all sounds way too technical but if you're a blasted chimney sweep yeah. right it, like if I go, if I'm looking around online and I'm like, who do I use? And and I go on one site and there's a guide on there that says, right, the things that all the things you for. absolutely yeah. need to avoid or before before you call in a chimney sweep or the uh, or, or whatever the whatever the tagline yeah. is, but. And then when I read that, I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay, well, he's going to need to make sure that I've done that. Oh, I didn't realize that he's going to need to do this as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. by the time I pick up the phone or email this person, I'm already buying like several layers, levels higher of his service than I would have if I had just inquired. Yeah, and I also you, it's the way you find people as well. So, mm -hmm. um, for example, we had um, a rodent problem here in the summer, didn't we? Yeah. Um, we live in the south of France and we've got, and they have things called loires here, which the English is um, edible doormats. Which is uh, edible a weird because thing. they did actually used to eat them in in Rome, I think. They in look Roman like times. they look like chinchillas. Like a cross between a chinchilla and a squirrel. Yeah. But they um, they're very sweet, but they are ridiculously noisy. They're called the teenagers of the uh, rodent world because they're up all night. Yeah. And, and they're the size of a squirrel. Yeah, and they eat through cables and stuff. So we need to get rid of this thing. So I've been googling how do you get rid of, or what do you do with, or what. Food, do they, yeah. what they, you know, all these things. And the ones that come up with these explainable guides are the one that I'm like, well, they know what they're talking about. Exactly, and that's the one you're going to inquire <laughs> exactly, with. Exactly, yeah. But it's also important to remember that people understand, and we've mentioned this in a couple of episodes before, but there's people understand that their email has transactional value. They might not necessarily be conscious of it, but they know that they are giving something away when they hand over their email address, their contact details. There's a there's a feeling that goes with it. And we've all had it. When we go to a website, if a website just randomly, annoyingly has a pop-up and says, give me your email. It's like, well, why should, why should I give you that? What's <laughs> a, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, yeah. You understand there's value in that. So when you offer something up front and say, I want to give you this, there's no, there's no like cost to do that. I just want to improve your experience. I want to improve your understanding of this problem. To help you solve it but to do that you need to give me your email address people are way more likely to, to do that and there's there's um there's a, it's a term in marketing that i really don't like um because i think it devalues what you're actually doing but they call it um leap is it lead bait they yeah, call yeah. it and there's a term in marketing they call it and they call that lead bait where you create a guide and to get people to give you your email address and the problem is that people then create any kind of nonsense mm -hmm. guides that aren't really serving the potential customer very well. Mm -hmm. It's just like, 
I'm just going to create some random thing that someone's going to give me the email address. And I, and I think when I see businesses that do that, they miss the point. Oh, yeah. yeah like massively. Yeah. It's got to be something that is relevant and adds value and increases the, the people that get close to you, get the inquiries that get close to your business, walk away, all the better for it, mm. whether they bought your service or not. Yeah, well, that's what we talked about yesterday about uh, not over-promising. Yeah. So you want to create some kind of guide that when they download it if they have given their email address for it which they don't have to you it's up to you if you want to go down that road um and but if they do that when they get it they're like oh yeah this is really good yeah. not like oh, another waste of time kind of thing yeah. you know so yeah that some kind of some kind of download some kind of useful guide tool for your audience yeah. um number two um is a chatbot on your website <laughs> so um so many times um, you've probably had this experience, but you're on a website, you can't quite see what you're looking for, you need to ask a question, you you may have looked at the FAQs if, if you bothered. Oh, I mean, if you're that kind of person, I, was say a lot I don't of, think I've ever done that. A lot of people don't bother, I do. But, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't surprise you, does it? <laughs> no, I was, I was going to respond that, I thought, no, you would, you definitely would. But yeah, um, a lot of people <laughs> won't bother, um, and and... There's, there might be a telephone number up there, but I, I don't want to ring them. I can't be no, bothered. God, no. If there's a chat button, excellent. Somebody's going to answer me straight away and, and give me a, a answer to my question. Yeah. So you, you capture so much more information from people doing that. And so the chatbot, just in case you're still wondering what a chatbot is, it's that little pop-up that comes, when you go to a website, that comes up in the bottom right-hand corner in most cases. It, sometimes it comes outside mm. or whatever, but generally it's normally the bottom right-hand corner. It just says, hi there, I'm here to help, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's loads of different tools for it. We've used one called Talk to T A W K T O. T A W K dot T O. Um, and which is brilliant. Um, really cost can't effective. Remember the one we're using at the moment. It's completely slipped, slipped my mind. There's another one we're using at the minute. Uh. Twilio, Willio, Lulio, Julio, is that like I might just edit that clip. Just that bit. Twilio, Willio, Billio, whatever you just said. Okay, I've just that's, destroyed that company's name. Yeah, that's going on as our little clip on Instagram. Anyway. Sorry. I'll find the right name. She'll find Willio. <laughs> put it on the website um and also facebook messenger does it as well you can plug in facebook messenger which is really useful if you use facebook as a, as a marketing tool because obviously you've got double whammy there yeah um people will reach out to you on your facebook page as well so there's all sorts of tools you can use from completely free to um not really expensive but like all the bells and whistles where they've actually got people answering the questions for you yeah the complicated bit first for people, or the intimidating bit for people with those chat bots, those chat things, is in, integrating them onto the website. But it really isn't anywhere near as difficult as you might think, because um, a lot of the time it's just adding a piece of code to the website, and if you can't do it, someone can do it for yeah, you. Yeah, your, your web guy easy. will be able to do it, web yeah. guy or girl. Um, they and, just paste the code and it's done. Yeah, and then it's usually an app on your phone, so you'll get, get pinged when somebody has asked a question on your website, you know, if you're, you're a one-man band doing everything yourself, you'll, you'll get the ping, or you can put some people in to do that. Yeah. Um, as I say, some of the more expensive platforms have teams that can answer your questions, and you just give them the answers to lots of kind of frequent questions that you get. Um, yeah. I think every website has to have it. Yeah. And uh, I don't understand why every website doesn't. And the reason why you should absolutely have it on your website is because 
your website is nowhere near as good as you think it is. Yeah. And we're all guilty of that. And that's not an accusation of you who are listening or watching this <laughs> now. It's the same for us. It's the same for everybody. You get so, you get so uh, entrenched. Yeah, entrenched yeah. in the design, in the and everything else, and uh, yeah, and you do get way too close to it, and and then you change something, and then and then it doesn't quite line up properly, or whatever it is. So what you end up doing is you end up losing the um, the simplicity and the obviousness for the, the visitor to be able to get what they want. Or it might be that you have a number of different products or services and you're speaking to a number of different people and they just need to find as quickly as possible what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, I was speaking to someone this morning and um, they, were, they were quizzing me about website design and um, uh, verse, uh, and how they were, getting, and they were doing a paid ad strategy on social media. And they're like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a couple of people buy a day, and I'm paying this, and they're seeing on my social media, and this, and I was like, well, okay, so how many visitors are you getting per day? Well, I'm not quite sure, and they didn't quite know their numbers. And what I explained to them was that they need to, what you need to do is you need, if you're advertising a particular product on any medium, any paid advertising or whatever it is, when someone clicks on that product, they need to go to the right place on your website to buy the product. If you ask them to search around your website you'll lose them. So what, and obviously we've, if you've got many products, many services, it gets even more complicated. So a chatbot solves that because yeah. when they land on the page and they go, I have no idea yeah. where this widget is that I've just seen, they can just ask the chatbot and go, where, where is it? And you can just literally paste the link to the page yeah. they want and it's done. So your conversion rates on your website, i.e. visitors to inquiries to sales, jumps when you have a chatbot yeah and also um you can use it from a customer service perspective as well Mm -hmm. so it might not be for new sales it might be your existing customers have got a a problem or an issue with with what you've sold or your service and they want to ask a question um and you know it might be out of hours and they just want to find a a quick solution and they can go on your website and, and use the chat yeah it's the fastest way to improve the um how hard your what your website is working for you yeah. based on the traffic it's getting. Like if you go, there's a lot of people that will sell you stuff, like sell you strategies, coaching, and all this kind of stuff to increase the effectiveness of your website. But that's a long, expensive process when you could just put a chatbot on there and shortcut a lot of that. Yeah, pain. yeah, and it's Tidio, by the way. I just looked it up. Did you? Tidio. <laughs> okay, okay. Big difference between Willio or whatever you <laughs> Why say. is it Twilio to start with? Tidio, Twilio, it's not that far yeah, off. <laughs> You're trying to avoid saying Willio again, aren't you? <laughs> um, networking. Um, no surprise. We've talked about that a lot on the podcast yeah. about how powerful it is for you to be building your network, networking with others, um, that it's easier than ever now. You know, you don't have to go and get up God, at 5 a.m. Yeah. and go to an early morning networking meeting. You can just jump on Zoom calls. Um, if you want to jump on Clubhouse, if you have a have yeah. a, an iPhone, it's only for iPhone users at the moment, but it is rolling out to Android as we speak. And you can um, find Kate at kate.johnson yeah, on Clubhouse. That's a, a brilliant place to, to network, as obviously is Facebook groups. Um, there's so many ways you could, uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn groups as well. There's so, so many ways that you can uh, build your network and it's absolutely essential at the moment. We were having a chat about Clubhouse. So for, for people, so Clubhouse, for people that don't know, is, a, is in social media terms, is a very new platform. It only came out, I think, in something like April or last, the, year. last year. Yeah, it's like the, certainly 
no earlier than the first quarter of last year and it's slowly got traction and I would say in the last three months that traction's moved at a pace right and it's basically a, a networking app for business predominantly business owners yeah. I would say um, and you and I were talking about it yesterday in terms of how powerful it was and I personally think that it's going to completely shake up yeah. the, the normal networking platforms like the like we pay to be part of a couple of networking groups just because we were just curious as to how they work and be interesting meeting some other businesses. But we were both saying there's no need to be part of them anymore because no. that app on its own gives you access to so many really interesting, relevant people. Yeah. And then you start thinking, if when you go down that rabbit hole, really thinking about how that the influence of that app over the course of this year. Yeah. So it's going to shake up LinkedIn. It's going to shake up so many of these. They'll all come out with their own, I think. Well, Twitter's trying to build one itself yeah. at the moment to compete with yeah. Clubhouse. There was one other that was it's trying. An obvious to... move for LinkedIn, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it a very is. Very obvious move for LinkedIn to build something similar. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's an audio only platform. So when you get on there, there's no distractions. You you somebody creates a room that you might want to jump in on. Or you can create an own, your own room with other people and schedule it. So, you know, you Tuesday at, at four, we're going to all jump on and talk about X, Y, Z. And it's just it's just very easy because it's just audio. You know, you can be doing other things. You don't have to worry about getting camera ready or anything. Yeah. And it, it's I'm finding it brilliant at the minute. Um, and I You have really, to use your voice in it, though. You could, yeah. Which sounds a ridiculous statement, given that you were just talking about it. It's audio. <laughs> I mean, as in, step out your comfort zone and be heard. Yes. Like, if you... Join the rooms that you have some level of confidence in the subject matter where you can add value and and don't think of it. Any form of networking that you do, um, whether you, because you're part of like BNI is one in the UK, isn't it? Or any of these networking yeah. groups. Um, what's 4BN. that one? Huh? 4BN. 4BN is another 4B for Bravo, N for November is another one that's a great uh, networking group. It's all online now. They've moved everything online. Yeah. Um, but go the, go to networking with the view that what, what value can I give to th this community, these people? Don't go there thinking, right, how many business cards can I give out? How many yeah. references to my website can I give out? Because that's where networking fails. Because like I've had it when we go to networking and all somebody wants to do is try and figure out a way how to sell to me yeah. and it's like well as we've said in previous episodes the chances of you meeting someone who's a buy it now person yeah, yeah, yeah. because you just happen because you're lucky enough that they absolutely need your service right this moment in time is so tiny it's it's a joke yeah. it's barely worth referencing but the chances that you could add value and it's so much value to them in some way shape or form so that when the problem does come up or when they do finally need your service, they remember you. That's way better strategy in networking. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you've been told. <laughs> I keep going on my soapbox, don't I? Yeah. Um, some kind of email sign-up sequence. So, we talked all about email in, I've got to remember it now, 56 and 62, which we referred to yesterday and also in yesterday's funnel. But what I mean by this is actually more of a basic um, thing that when somebody becomes a customer, whether they've downloaded your freebie or whether they've actually come and just bought something or you know, you've know you begun working together if you're a service-based industry, whatever it is, you've got some kind of automatic sequence that when they first give you their email, they get something back. Yeah. It tells them who you are, you know, thank you for signing up or joining us or whatever it is you need it to say, but just something that they 
feel heard, that they feel value, you need some kind of two or three email sequence that is your basic for everyone that just kind of comes through your door. Yeah, and think of it in the lines along the lines of all right, how much how can I improve the experience for this person? How yeah. can I increase their um enjoyment of this particular genre that I'm in? So I, I if you sell candles, for example, uh, that's uh, and you get somebody that opts in or buys or inquires or whatever it is. Well, in, what would be a really good idea would be to have some kind of candle group yeah. where people are sharing the like their favorite scents and their or favorite just, or just things. your favorites. That's that's what um, I mean. I think you, you probably need software to do it. I've I've not explored it myself because we're we're not really that product based. But um, Audible does it very well. Um, oh, Dis- yeah. I think Disney do it now. So that's super complicated. I think. Yeah. So they. Say, but you could do it on a simple level, as you say with candles. Somebody's bought this. It's like, oh, you might like this. So yeah, or it that could, goes with it. Yeah, or it could be just when you email out. It could just be okay. Or these I'm are gonna, our most popular this month. Or yeah, just something we, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And it could be we have we have a a great new range coming out in three weeks' time. Would you like to be the top of the list to be able yeah. to get access to those? You might not have, but <laughs> if you get enough people who go yes. I would be interested in that. You know, you now have to have yeah, in yeah. three weeks' time, yeah. right? So it's like, how can you improve the experience of that person that's opted in to make them more of an advocate of what you do mm-hmm. uh, rather than, hey, I got a sale and they gave me that, and then that's the end of the conversation. Or, or even just ask them. I, You know, I've seen quite powerful emails of some of the lists I've been on um, when I've not necessarily bought something, but I've signed up and they're like, oh, great to have you here. What would you like to learn from me? What's yeah. your top three problems or pain points in your business or whatever it is what are you here for um and that's quite powerful because i'm like oh i get i get to have my say (laughs) yeah and uh, and you feel like they're really listening to you yeah because you've got to you've got to treat your inquiries as what they are they're human beings they're people and if someone walks yeah if someone walks into your shop yeah and was genuinely exciting and interesting in what you were providing, you'd want to know a bit more about them. You'd want to know, you want to hear their story perhaps, or you'd want to see how more, how how you can help them further. And I think sometimes when we're dealing with emails and website traffic, it's easy to just like kind of think of ones and zeros as yeah. opposed to actual human beings yeah, involved yeah. in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number five, share your story. So again, something that we've talked a lot about um, in our podcast episode. Tomorrow, we actually have um, a storytelling expert with us, um, which is Mark Whitehand, who is all about extracting your story from you. Everybody's got their own story. Um, and make sure you share it on every way you can. So so um, crystallize your story. Really get it, you know, um, communicating well, uh, like empathetic, like really get a really nice your backstory and then share it on your website your facebook pages um you know you should have a press kit all these things where your story shines and and that where you can grab it really easily as well if you if there's like a pr request for something there's your story Um, it doesn't and it also doesn't end when you've finished writing it because you're still in your story so i think that's sometimes a mistake with and we've made that mistake where we we tell like in smiley booth photo booth hire for example we we tell people, okay, this is the this is how it came about. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus, that was in two thousand eight. There's absolutely. a hell of a lot that's happened since two thousand eight yeah, 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 to 100%. now, and and that's the same for every business. It should be okay. Well, what's what happened this month? But it just gives you that connection. Like I, I, I give you a, just a, a random example. 
uh, from a few years back. Um, do you remember Urban Reef in, in Bournemouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a beach bar in Bournemouth. I called, love that place. Yeah, called Urban Reef. And it's a really cool little beach beach bar, um, really nice kind of chilled out vibe. And um, and that's all I really knew of it. We'd been there a few times. It was quite away from us. We didn't go there it's very surfery. But yeah, just yeah. a really cool little place. Um, and I randomly came across some Facebook post of theirs um, ages ago. And to this day, I couldn't tell you why I clicked on it. I've got, I can't remember, but it got me clicking around their Facebook page, and I saw that, and it just said our story or something like that, and I right. clicked on it, and it was all about the history of like how he'd been traveling and he'd wanted to bring back these pieces of the world and put them together, and it was a really cool little story, and I was yeah. just like, I feel better for knowing that. Do yeah, you know you what do. I mean? And it, yeah. it just. And it just made me want to go back there and yeah. and support them as a business and, and yeah. You, you, well, and it also it. Now you just told me about the travelling side and that. Like the first thought I had when you just said that was that that's how it feels when you're there. Exactly, yeah. It feels, where where it was based, it could have easily just been a generic, like, cafe, restaurant yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. But you walk in there and you could be on a place in Bali. That's what he was trying to experience. That's a recreate, sorry. Yeah. yeah, and so now you've said it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and And you're right, as a customer... It feels like you're closer to it in some way, yes. shape, or form. You're closer to the business, and as a business owner, I think some we've certainly made that mistake. We've hidden behind the business. Yeah. Certainly, with Smiley with Photo Booth Hire, we were very much let the work stand for itself. The business is the business. Let's just deliver as much as we can to our customers as we can, and that's the end of it. People don't need to know about us too much. People don't need to know about the business history or anything like that. They just need to know we're going to deliver a bloody great experience. Yeah. That's that's all they need. And it's like, no, there's there's a disconnect yeah, for people absolutely. when that's I love hearing people's stories. It's no. like pretty much the first thing I ask people nowadays. You know, yeah. what's your story? Where are you from? What's yeah. it about? Yeah. Well, I think everybody does. That's why Apple with Steve Jobs, there's that connection yeah. with his background and the, the battle between him and the Microsoft guy whose name's just completely gone out of my head. Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. How did his name go out of my head? <laughs> but and the battle between them and yeah. the years, like you know all of that background, yeah, you know yeah. all that. And then this guy Tim Cook runs the ship, and it's just like, well, what's his story? Yeah, what's, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't feel like there's much of a connection. Yes. Not the same anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So yeah, don't find your story. And if you think, oh, I haven't really got one, everyone's got a story. Everyone. Um, and ch- tune in tomorrow because Mark will find your story. <laughs> um, retargeting. Uh, so retargeting um, is the process of when people land on your website or on it works with Facebook as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm getting, I'm really curious as how you're going to explain retargeting because this is normally my little bit. Well, so, do you want to do it? No, I definitely want you to. Do it. <laughs> um, they are tracked. So then, when they go off around the website, uh, not sorry, not around the website, around the internet in general, your adverts will follow them. So it might be that they've gone on to. Uh, I don't know, auto trader. That's a really bad example because I don't like cars. When was the last time you were on auto trader? I know. What can okay, I go on? Can I help? No, no, no. What can I go on? Give me a website. So Amazon's on. the one that's awesome at it all the time. Yeah. So uh, but anyway, the adverts will pop up. So the most common place I see it is in my Facebook feed. So I may have been on somebody's website looking at a product and then I've gone onto Facebook and lo and behold, there's a there's an advert of that product I was looking at. And that's because they've noticed that you're on the website and they've gone, oh, that person left and didn't buy anything. So let's show them more stuff. And it's called retargeting. Now you're going to have the scientific version. <laughs> you could tell I was like, I really need to just... So I know why you said auto trader. Because it's that's the that... example you always use. I always use auto trader, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think where I go a lot online. Actually, 
Um, so just just to help paint the picture a bit more, because it sounds a little bit like witchcraft, but basically... It is, it's magic. Do you remember, sorry, I just have to jump in. <laughs> I remember this one person said to us, like, your marketing budget must be huge. I see you everywhere. Oh, yeah, they genuinely <laughs> thought we were spending tens of thousands a month, because yeah. wherever they went... And it was really interesting, because we would have competitors come to us going, I see your ads everywhere, and... We knew it's because we were retargeting or remarketing. They're, they're, they're the same thing, basically. I'm probably going to get another marketer out there going, what are you saying? They've got the same thing. <laughs> I think they're the same thing. Um, and uh, and we, so it basically knew, we knew that he'd been on our website, he or her had been on <laughs> yeah. our website, and they were just getting retargeted. So just to make it really simple for everybody, the way retargeting or remarketing works is that your device that you're listening to this on now is has got an IP address, right? So whether it's your computer, your phone, your tablet, whatever it is, it's got something called an IP address. So it's the thing that um, identifies what that device is. Now, so whenever you go online, every website that you land on recognizes your IP address, recognizes it's you, it's that device's identity. And there's a thing called cookies that we all have to say, yeah, we accept yeah. to whenever we go on a blasted website in the recent years. Those cookies, think of them as like sticky magnets, right? And what happens is when your IP address gets recognized on a website, those cookies stick to your IP address, right? Kind of. And so then, so when you go off and visit another website, those cookies follow you around. That's why they talk about clearing your cache and all yeah. this kind of stuff because what you're actually doing is you're giving your IP address this is really not technical giving your IP address a bit of a wash you're getting rid of all the cookies <laughs> basically yeah. right so so once you've gone on a website and it's stuck these cookies to you and you go off and you go and look at Facebook say after looking at Amazon and looking at a product at Amazon those cookies follow you across to Facebook and they they got a little bit of code in them that goes oh we're on Facebook right now and we know because we've just come from Amazon and this particular product. So what we've got to do is we've got to show you ads from Amazon on Facebook. So suddenly you'll start seeing in the bottom right-hand corner or in the middle of the page or whatever, an ad pop-up for the product that you were only looking at earlier today. And that's how retargeting and remarketing works. And it's not just something for Facebook. It You can get ones where you can go on any other website, so the reason why Kate mentioned AutoTrader is because AutoTrader has um, the ability for those cookies, if you go from Amazon across to AutoTrader, AutoTrader's got spaces for ads to pop up. Mm. And sure enough, in the ads will be the company, Amazon's ads, popping up. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there was a lot of conspiracy talk online and blogs and all this kind of stuff and podcasts and all this going oh, they're spying on me. They obviously know that I was looking at this website and my phone must be spying on me because now it's showing me ads over here and it's got nothing to do with spying. It's because they're using retargeting or remarketing. Yeah. And the reason why it's so, so very important for you as a business owner to have retargeting or remarketing for your business is because you get charged nothing for it until someone clicks on the ad. And in most cases, most people don't click on the ad what they do is they go back to your website through their browser yeah. or they type it in. They never really click on the ad. So it basically means that you're seen everywhere that they go, whenever they go on AutoTrader or yeah. any other website, and it feels like you're paying for advertising everywhere. Like for, to them, it feels like you're, you're lastly paying a huge amount of advertising. 
but you haven't paid any money for it. And it's the most powerful way to get, I mean, we do it for one company at the moment, a finance company, and they get, they get something in the region. So they just had their website and that was it. And they were hoping for traffic to come in and they get something like 80 to 100,000 views. I think it is a month just on the retargeting side. And even if you, even if somebody does click on it, um, it's not a wasted click because they're more likely to be wanting to buy at that point anyway because they've been on your website. Then, you know, it's one of the later touch points, isn't it? It's not yeah. the first time they're seeing you, which is what ordinary ads are a lot of the time is the first time someone's seeing you. They're, well, yeah, they're more it's... likely to be ready to buy anyway. Well, it's also understanding that when people, when people want your business, it's not necessarily the, the most convenient time for them to actually give you their information or inquire. Yeah. I mean... I can't remember what the stat was, but there was some ludicrous stats around the number of people who inqu- like look for stuff while they're sat on the toilet. You know, <laughs> it's insane, right? So it's like that might not necessarily be the most appropriate time to be putting in the details and, and whatever it is. It might well, be, like, oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll come back to that later. And if you've got retargeting happening that evening when they finish work or whatever and they sit down with their device again and they're the starting to look when they've got off the toilet, yeah. Um, <laughs> They start seeing these retargeting ads popping up and they're like, oh yeah, that's the company I saw a few hours ago. Okay, now I'll inquire with them. I do it with the kids a lot because I'll browse stuff, but because they're so distracting, I often don't want to make a purchase because yeah. I want to think about it a bit more when they're not away when they're away from me. Exactly. So then later on when they've gone to bed or whatever, then I'll often return to that thing and look at it properly. I and I can one... be prompted by the ads to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's one of the most powerful marketing tools out there that nobody talks about yeah yeah. and we know we know of a guy who was kind of a marketing consultant guy who was charging thousands i mean like north of three grand a month i think his cheapest fee was 15 to 1800 pound a month and all he was basically offering was i'll set up retargeting for you and a few emails that was basically it I don't know, I'm going to have to ask you about that later. I can't remember who that yeah. was. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. But that was it. Yeah. And it's because the because they were just like, wow, we're being seen everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you, but really, it doesn't take very much to set up, especially if you're speaking to somebody who knows how to set it up. It's really easy. Cool. So that's retargeting. Uh, testimonials and reviews. In whatever format you can get them, um, they're really important. That's why you see things obviously like uh, Trustpilot. I remembered it first time then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I always forget the name of that company. And all these kind of review sites. Um, That's why you should check out Say It. Well, I was about to say, but video testimonials are the most powerful. So if you can get your raving fans to leave you a video testimonial, which as Lee just said through our other company, Say It, you can do really easily. Uh, say dosh dosh say dash it dot co that, that was where the dosh came from yeah. cross between dot and dash it's s-a-y <laughs> and then a dash and then it dot co dot co and yeah go to um, our business services and you'll, you'll see how we, we've got packages where you can just have on autopilot people um clicking a link and leaving you a little video, video testimonial and they are so so powerful it's social proof on steroids because mm-hmm. it, it is obviously that person showing your product or talking about your product or talking about you um and and how much they loved your service so yeah any any kind of reviews or testimonials that they are all powerful written and and words as well but video is is where the the real kind of crunch is oh it's huge and go back to your previous happy customers you know don't just wait for the next set of testimonials to come through testimonial collection should be something that is part of your business on a weekly basis it's like 
It should not be something that you get round to one day. It should be should be included in your automated emails that you send out once the customers have received a really happy service from yourself or product that they purchased or whatever it is. They should get an email saying, look, I'm really pleased that you're happy with it, with what we've delivered you. Would you mind leaving us a testimony? And incentivize them as well. You know, if you because if if you if you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to get very 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 many testimonials, video testimonials, because you know your customers are shy, you just don't think they're going to do that. Incentivize them. You put them in a, a draw to win something, or give yeah. them a discount the next time they purchase, or whatever it is. But there there are lots of ways that you can get them from people. Yeah, and, and people are more comfortable with video nowadays. Yeah, and it's just automated content creation. Yes. I mean, the amount of small business owners that we hear of and speak to and everything. Else, that are just like oh yeah I like social media I like this but I run out of things to say I don't, I don't know I keep it up for a couple of weeks and then I'm out of ideas it's like well what's your testimonials yeah yeah it's yeah so that's that you could literally have testimonials coming in every week and if all you did was just publish testimonials like that's a really good level to be at yeah 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 definitely um positioning um that this is a little bit like your story it's about you um and like we said at the beginning with the downloads positioning yourself as the expert or positioning yourself as the luxury luxury brand or it might be that you're the budget brand or whatever it is but getting your positioning right so that people the moment they come to you your website your facebook pages your other social media whatever it is they know what level they're kind of meeting you at yeah they, they know what you're talking what audience you're talking to um and that can be you your profile um it can be publicity um you know the the kind of uh things that you comment on in the media uh you should always have some kind of pr plan in place whether that's with a company or just doing it yourself and to be honest i'd advise just doing it yourself a lot of the time um because you are far more passionate about your product than a pr company is going to be there is a whole episode on pr with amanda fitzgerald yeah uh i can't remember the episode number i apologize uh it was last monday so it wasn't long ago what was that uh, eight <laughs> days ago eight eight nine days ago yeah have a look so back through the episodes but there's a whole episode all about pr um yeah so if you don't mind me saying as well about pr please be conscious of your own personal messaging alongside your business's activities and pers- uh, and messaging. Yeah. Because I stumbled across, I was talking to you about this, this individual yesterday where they have their business front <laughs> and it's all friendly, happy-go-lucky <laughs> and, uh, and they really want to deliver great service and they're a really approachable business to be involved with and all this kind of stuff. And then they've got their personal Twitter account, which is just hellfire. It's like, everyone can burn, and I want to take everyone down. And it's like the two, it doesn't take much for a, a potential customer of yours to, to connect the two. Yeah. And then go, ooh, ah, uh, the, the message over here looks great, but that looks a bit ugly. That yeah. looks a bit dangerous. So just be a little sophisticated around how you portray yourself online. Yeah, and and um, aware of your audience. I mean, if you're if you're someone like Piers Morgan and you've created your your career on like controversy and and yeah, doesn't yeah, worry yeah. if you you offend someone yeah. or whatever, then that's fine. But if that's not what your business is about, then yeah. as Lisa says, just be careful about uh, your own kind of personal opinions and things out in the wider world. Yeah. So yeah, positioning yourself as well as your as well as your business. Uh, sorry, on the positioning thing as well, joining groups or social media groups is a great way of improving your positioning mm-hmm. in your your business. 
and approach the groups in a way just like uh, I was saying earlier on something else it's like in how much value can you give what advice can you give what experience can you give don't be critical of never be critical of anybody else yeah um because all everybody anybody thinks of when you're critical about somebody else is they they think of how you made them feel and if you're critical about somebody else you just make them feel a bit crappy and that's how they they associate that feeling with you don't ever do that just see what value you can add in whatever group it is and that'll leverage uh, sorry that increase your positioning and reputation yeah and going back to the pr piece if you're a local business get get some local press get local press shouting about you because if that really is in a, in a local environment the, the fastest way that you're going to get that positioning and, and known in your area yeah. and it's not a one-time thing always look for press opportunities in your yeah area. there should be a there, if not a weekly activity, every month you should have some kind of press releases going out, some kind of you know, public relations stroke, raising your profile, raising your company profile all, all the time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a trick that we missed for years and years and years, and I, and I wholly regret it. I think we, we yeah. left a lot of opportunities um, yeah, and, and it can it be a thankless task. Um, it can be something that you feel like you're constantly kind of knocking on doors and nobody's listening. But when they do listen, when you do get the odd piece in the press, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. A uh, huge difference to... to well, you can hold on to a, uh, a piece of press for years after mm-hmm. it's happened as a positioning piece. But the amount of times you go onto websites and they go, as featured in. Yeah. Like, and like that might have been 10 years ago. And awards as well have the yeah. same impact. Um, if you can join any um, awards programs like, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, fastest growing business or new newcomers, a lot there's often yeah. awards for, the, for newcomers, all sorts of things like that. Um, again, in a local environment as well, that always is a great positioning too. Um, mobile first. So many people don't do this. And it drives me crazy. Your website has to be mobile optimized. Don't look at ours yet. <laughs> There's a couple of pages that aren't. Oh, well, the Smiling Entrepreneur's website. <laughs> yeah. I think it's mobile optimized. Yeah, no, it mostly is. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm joking. It mostly is. But you might see the odd thing. Um, it's because we need more staff. Um, yeah, mobile first on your website, but also on your landing pages if you have them. And, and even on your social media, you know, don't build an advert. I see this a lot on um, Facebook headers, for example. Right. You know, you, on a desktop, you've got this beautiful Facebook header in it and it's all singing, all dancing yeah. and, and looks lovely. And then you go to it on a mobile and you can't see it or whatever. So yeah. always look mobile first. I can't remember the exact stat, but it's something along the lines of 85% of people see stuff on a mobile first. Mm. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. Maybe not quite so much in the business to business world where people are going to be more likely to be at their laptops or desktops. But if you're consumer driven, 100%. Yeah, agreed. Mobile first. So always think about mobile. If you're having problems with pieces of artwork, for example, or or scaling stuff, like to get it to look right, there's platforms like Canva, which is C-A-N-V-A, um, which they have free solutions to. So it's not like you have to pay a lot of money to use them. And you can just literally uh, either use the images that they provide and they'll, they'll resize it yeah. to exactly the right dimensions. That you, and it's not like you have to go and find out what the dimensions are. It's like if you need something for a YouTube clip, it's one of the options is YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's loads of options for sizing. So use, use stuff like that just to make your life a hell of a lot easier. But you can also Google it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and go for what's 
Because there are always going to be like the odd person that's got some obscure mobile where it, where it doesn't fit. So it is, we, we went through this journey with Say It, but it is, it is difficult to catch all. Um, but go where your audience is most. So for, for example, if your audience is in America, you know, uh, the American market is very iPhone heavy. So, you know, make sure 100% that it's mobile first and iPhone first, yeah. because that's going to be the majority of your customers. So look for look for the majority. And there's all sorts of stats on Google where you can you can look for um, the amount of users of a certain age group in a certain country and what, mm-hmm. what the majority of mobiles use and all sorts of things on there. And you can also look up the sizes if you don't use something like Cambridge, if, if you're lucky enough to have a designer or a company. What do we, who do we used to use? Um, Design Pickle. Oh, uh, they were yeah. really good. They're yeah. um, fantastic company. I'll put a link on the website where you can you can have a, de- a designer, your own designer or design team, really, uh, for a fraction of the price that it costs to have a, a full timer in your business. Um, they're really useful to use. Yeah, if you've got a website developer um, that's built your website for you, they that should be one of your top questions. Is like, is this how mobile friendly is this? And check it against obviously your own devices. Um, if you've built your website in things like Wix and things like that, which are just kind of drop and drag website building stuff, they will often have an, a mobile optimized like a preview, preview yeah. and everything else. So just double check it all. But yeah, if you're, gosh, it's you, you've got to be nuts not to have yeah, your yeah. stuff mobile optimized. Absolutely. Sorry, everybody, that's my phone going. Do you want to hang out? Um, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. It's a new phone. So Kate's got a new, a new phone, phone and she doesn't know how to turn it off. There, there we go. go. Oh, there you go. Hey, it's a podcast. Um, and the last one is um, nail one social media platform. So don't try and be all the things to all the people. Find out where your audience is um, and where you're most likely to connect to them through data and stats on, on where audiences are um, and really, really hone in on that platform and absolutely nail it before you build all the others in um, or some yeah. of the others, depending what you want. I mean, we're going to drop some platforms because we do, we're on just too doing many, too much. Um, yeah. And, and some of them just aren't worth it to us. Well, we've got some staff coming over the coming weeks, which will help us reevaluate that again. Yeah. But I think the, yeah, it's the problem with, Marketing on social media platforms generally or engaging on social media platforms generally is that you think, and, I, like, and I'm like, and i just as guilty as an next person, but you think that, um, oh, it's only a couple of minutes. It doesn't take much time. Yeah. Uh, because it's just putting a post up. It's yeah. just this. It's just that. And so we did that. We we chose a handful of, of platforms. I mean, I'm the one that mainly does our publishing across most platforms. For I? this, yeah. Yeah. And the... I would say the amount, I mean, it's hours that gets taken up. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not just publishing, you're then responding. And then you're looking at, and then you go back and you look and you go, okay, how did that do compared to the last one? And mm-hmm. how would I make this better? Because you're, you're not just publishing, you're also choosing to learn how it works. So those, those platforms can take a lot of time. I mean, predominantly we're present on uh, Instagram and Facebook in terms and, of... And, and uh, LinkedIn. And, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn kind of, not yeah. as, but not as active, but Facebook and Instagram is our main two. Yeah. We've played around with um, TikTok. Yeah, I mean, TikTok um, and Twitter, they're not that valued. They're what we're probably going to be dropping. Pinterest yeah. doesn't really work for us either. No, and that, and that doesn't mean that they're, they're not right for you. They're just based on what 
we think our audience, where most of our audience spend their time and, and how we want our message to be received. We've just, based on what we understand, mm. we've just identified those as the most appropriate platforms. And we're not going to expand much beyond that in the very near future, just because you only have so much time in a day. Yeah. And and you only have so much cognitive space to deal with all the things you've got to do in a day. Well, I think it was always it, it was different when it was, um, uh, you know, it was just a post, and it might have been like Facebook, for example. It might have been a post on your page, mm-hmm. um, and a post on maybe your own site or on a group or something. Mm-hmm. But now it's like stories, lives, posts, like yeah. watch parties, all these different things. Like yeah. so, one platform. One take a lot platform. Of time. Yeah. It is the time it took to do like six platforms before. Exactly. So yeah, um, yeah you really got to kind of hone in and understand and really build your audience on on one platform before expanding onto others. That that would be our advice in terms of evergreen marketing, yeah. rather than like half doing or even like a third doing most of the, all of the yeah. platforms because otherwise what you're doing is you're stealing time from other productive relationship building type activities or customer relationship type activities and we see this a lot with um with micro businesses in particular where what i mean by micro businesses it's literally just one person they've got a widget that they sell and they might sell it through instagram or they might sell it through facebook they're making it themselves. They're doing everything yeah. themselves. Uh, they're posting it themselves. Everything themselves. Yeah. And what we, what you often see is that person will just obsess all day long about Instagram comments and Instagram stories yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, and, and they might get they might be doing one to one sales. So they get one person in that whole day that goes, yeah, I'll buy one of your widgets. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll sell it. Yeah. Whereas really, if they just scaled that time down to say an hour in a day. The rest of the time, they could be trying to find people that have a an, a group themselves where yeah. they're selling to one person, but that person can then sell to many. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe to a shop or maybe to another website that sells their type of product. So remember that there's an opportunity cost in every single social media platform and every marketing activity you yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. So there is our 10 evergreen marketing tactics. I'll just quickly run through them. Downloads on your website, something valuable for your clients. A chatbot on your website um, and, or, and or messenger. Um, networking. Email sign-up sequence for new people. Um, your story, craft your, your story. Um, retargeting uh, adverts on, again, through cookies on your website. Um, testimonials and reviews, ideally video. Uh, positioning, always have some kind of PR strategy to position you or your business or both. Mobile first, every time. Um, and nail one social media platform before moving on to the others. Yeah, cool. So there you go, that's your top 10 evergreen marketing tactics. With sound effects from Kate's new phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm just about to go and host my first Clubhouse room. You are, yeah. So, um which none of you will actually know about because by the time this is published, you would have finished that Well, room. this is a closed room anyway because it's oh, is a it? group, so yeah. But yeah. yeah, your plan is to get a few of these hostings done a week, isn't it, on yes. Clubhouse? So again, if you're on Clubhouse and you're listening to this, find Kate at kate.johnson. You won't find me. Because he's an Android user. Yeah, which I'm really <laughs> regretting right now and you won't let me buy an iPhone, which is driving me nuts. So um, yeah, so anyway, I'll stop whining. And... <laughs> And have a good day. That was episode 77. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Have a good day.